Kota. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> words. My God. Welcome to another episode of Debatable. Today, we're joined by the best British parliamentary judge of the Philippines for the year 2019, a self-proclaimed resident clown of the UP Debate Society, and hashtag one big simp, Justin Buda. And just a disclaimer, um, they consented to me calling them all those names, so don't come at us. Hi, thanks for joining us today. Hi! Hello, hello. In the previous episode, we talked about what role judges have and why judging was intrinsically valuable rather than common takes like you needed to become a better debater or that debate tournaments need judges in order to function. We also talked about some general principles behind um, judging, like what should judges value, what shouldn't matter when it comes to judging, automatic losses, the fiat rule was covered to a large degree. Um, so we'd like to thank you for joining us for part two of this discussion where we delve into the more nitty-gritty parts, the more specific aspects of how to perform as a judge, I guess. Give us a formal introduction of yourself if you like. Hey, I'm Gouda, and I'm a judge from the UP Debate Society. So we asked you to come on to our show today because um, we felt like since you have exposure to both offline judging and online judging, you would be the best person to ask Um, the, the questions that we received on Curious Cat as well as on Twitter. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty questions, Kyle and I wanted to know your principles and thoughts on the judge life as a whole. So you've made a big name for yourself in the circuit as an adjudicator. And from my memory of when you were still in UPDS, you actually started out as a high school debater, then transitioned into judging the moment you entered college. How did you decide to enter this track? I initially wanted to be a debater in college, but then I realized I didn't really understand debates. I didn't know how arguments interacted. I didn't know how to persuade judges. So I thought through judging, I would be able to learn these things through a new perspective. But then as soon as I started judging as more and more rounds and more and more tournaments came, I eventually learned to enjoy the craft. I learned how to like love judging and that's the reason why I stayed. Well then I guess the next question would probably be what do you think makes judging so important especially for the people who might not see the appeal and what reasons can you give people to try it out? I always say that judges are the most underappreciated people within the circuit. Judging is hard. We constantly weigh arguments during the debate. We constantly think of personal comments even after the debate. We become the recipient of all of the emotional baggage of the tension, of the frustration during the debate and even after. The fact that debates can't start without judges, the fact that we can't even start a debate without the chair, proves how important judging is to the sport that we do. But I think judging is more than just deciding who wins or loses a debate. Through judging or through our personal comments, we are able to help other people improve their speeches. Uh, we, are, we become part of their debate journey of self-improvement and development, which I think is an 
innately satisfying experience that we are privileged to have as judges. I think through judging, we are able to see debates in a new perspective. We are able to appreciate how debates become a game of the interaction of arguments and just generally appreciate the different styles of how speakers try to persuade you with the material that they have, which I think isn't as emphasized during the training in becoming a debater, which I think is an enough reason for you to try judging. In the previous episode, we discussed that style or manner shouldn't really matter when it comes to how judges score or how judges grade debaters and also how they look at the debate in general. But that got us thinking, does the opposite ring true? Like, when it comes to judges, when they're giving their oral adjudication, does it matter um, if they deliver it in a particular style or in a particular way? Because there are so many different judge styles, but manner is something that no one really talks about. So in your opinion, how important is judge manner? And in general, how should judges carry themselves? Manner matters a lot. Given that you are in the most emotionally taxing position within every round, you decide who wins or who loses. You decide whose dreams get made or get destroyed. You, you're the one who pops the bubble and bubble rooms. Generally, debaters look at you to decide their fate in the tournament, whether they get their ROI for their regfi or not. That's the reason why it's important to temper or watch how you deliver, how you approach debaters who are just filled with tension and the frustration and the anxiety with the results of the round. So I think that is also an important skill to have as a judge to be able to have a general vibe or general feel with the room and how will you approach those people within the room. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Okay, so um, how do you train as a judge? Uh, what skills have you developed and what do you think helped you improve? Um, okay, so my main training style is really exposure to rounds. So I normally just go to training rounds within uh, UPD, UP, UPDS for every day of that season. Um, then other things that I do for judging is really um, like I make sure that every every like every time I train, by the time that I end, by the time the debate ends, I should have like a scratch like decision of how I try to interpret around. Because like the, the problem that I really had for like the previous seasons I was judging is that in um Orcom normally like rushes chairs to finish their OAs like really quick. So I hated that because I take time in thinking how I like how I like how to present the OA. So what I try to do is I really make the active effort to um Way in speakers at like the moment after they speak, so I could really have a better track of the round when how and how the round tra- progresses from first speaker to last. Um, another training style that I tried to do, um, which is scare of Via Legaspi for online training was I watch debate videos for in like online 
Uh, and then I do not look at the decision or like the results of the round. So I try to predict what the result is, and then I make an OA based on that round. And then, uh, and then I that that's where I compare after. Uh, then the last thing that I do is I learned this from Nina. I record my I record my OAs normally, and then. After I do that, I listen to it at home. I try to re- I try to redo the OA based on the notes that I have, because ever since I tra- I did that training style, I also noticed how my notes improved because uh, I tried to make sure that whenever I do a round, the notes that I had were good and good and clear enough to the point that. Every time I would look at the notes that I had, I would see a clear picture of how the debate went. What were the salient points? Salient points oh, wow. that, <laughs> that that were brought up in the debate, and then I, you know, I just made I, like, I just need to make sure that I remembered what happened and what I felt during the round. What well, felt during the round? Okay, so even along, that's it. <laughs> The next question is: Some people have a standards-based approach to judging, like um, who was more responsive, who had better built arguments, ganyan. Um, other people have um, clash-based or issue-based um, judging styles. What is your personal style? Why do you prefer it over the others? Um, I prefer a really comparative-based type of OA. Um, because I noticed how in a lot of tournaments, after like your OA is given, I normally ask for personal comments also for debaters. Um, th- their comment is norm- th- their comments are normally um, why this argument over this? Why do we have to lose to this? Why do we have to lose to that? Um, so I guess the best compromise that I had was a really comparative based OA. So I learned from uh, so since we all coach SPCP. I noticed how S- how SPCP judges uh, integrate compa- uh, like clash-based, comparative-based judging that is proven by standards. So I adapted that to my style of judging. It's when I compare clashes or exchanges, and I evaluate those those exchanges with standards that I general standards that I use to deliberate the entire. Um, debate. So that's how I get like a clear picture, like a more comprehensive picture of how I try to deliberate the round. If teams are deadlocked, what becomes the determining factor, and how do you even double check if it really is a quote unquote deadlock? Okay, so since I'm a comparative based judge, I normally look at like the main questions that they're trying to answer, um, and then I try my best to look for like the. Mater- the, in- the the extent of the material that each team tried to uh, place within the table and trying to answer that question, and whenever I try to compare, I really try to compare like the like the maximum extent of the argument and how that ar- uh, of the, and the material and how is that developed within the cases. So if I really see na it's really equal and there isn't really anyone getting over the other. Um, I would, I would classify it as a deadlock. So, um, how do I unlock deadlocks? It's 
uh, it's a kind of flowchart kind of in my head. So normally, I try my best to look for uh, the effort. Effort? The effort! Like, the, <laughs> like, the, like how... Uh, how uh, like the... Sorry. Oh, words. My God. Anyway, um, I try my best to look for who tried their best to try to unlock that deadlock. So um, that's the attempts to compare. That's the attempt to make trade-offs. Those are the attempts to try to engage. So obviously, uh, like majority of the deadlocks that I encountered were unlocked by that. But if that didn't happen, I would try to um, assess with other standards. So that's where the strategy comes in. How, uh, like, what were the compa- the minimum comparisons made? So going back again to that kind of st- the same standard. But like, try my best to look for other standards that weren't previously used. And then the last resort is if re- if nothing really works i this and even disregard but it's more of like try my best not to use that to factor within the decision um and i would use other material brought within the debate to assess which team won over the other yeah so that only happened once naman in my life so yon <laughs> uh cuz considering the fact that you prefer integrating clash based and standard based my question is what if you have a particular clash or a particular issue wherein not all teams got to like pitch in, so to speak? Oh, okay. So these are like the boxed out people. Like, how do you handle boxed out teams? Okay. Um, since I go back to the because I, the way I try to evaluate arguments is really how they what que- what essential question what burden did they try to answer within the debate. So, uh, I try my best to like connect the material to whatever question they're trying to answer and evaluate that to the strategy that they tried to make. So even if they were boxed out or not responded to, but majority of the discussion like, is heavily dependent on the thing that boxed out team was able to prove, then that would prove that that material had weight within the round and therefore becomes overall valuable. So I think that's how I can evaluate that kind of material, I guess. So you want yeah. Okay, so besides being able to spot who's boxed out and who's not, I guess a more basic question that a lot of newer judges or even veteran judges encounter sometimes is, how do you identify what are considered clashes or issues, especially if the whips didn't use a style that like explicitly points it out? Uh, okay, so uh, what I normally do is it's PM and then colon. I leave that blank until the end of the speech. And then after the end of the speech, what I would do is I would write the main, imparent the main conclusion. What What is the main question they're trying to answer? And then I would try to look for the same thing with everyone else. By the end of the debate, I would try to look for what are the, the intersecting points and questions and the conclusions, for example, that they're trying to fix within the round? Normally, those fall into place and like you see how teams interact, which is fun. 
um, normally us there's a minority case na you have to really unlock what they're trying to like you really have to analyze what they're trying to say uh, and then that's how you make the essential connection with this to that so I guess that's how I make that's how I try to discover clashes um, if not that I also look for rebuttals like what do these re- because the way I look at debates and material is really what do they really what do they imply to the technical aspect of the debate like how does this how does this uh, rebuttal or how does this argument affect the overall discussion within the debate so normally i also get to see um the quote-unquote impact of that material to the to the round then so that's that can also be Another way I try to identify a clash within around. Right. So so basically, it's not like you don't have to follow whatever the whip said in the round. Like if they don't say anything, they they don't have the style where they say these are my issues. You have the freedom to go like I felt like these are the issues in a debate. Yeah, better the way you have to nomad because. You have to like justify why those are these yeah. issues, but then because but the, the the latest trend in Philippine whipping is just you just want to discuss and talk about the round. Fashion nagigin talk show. Yeah, I noticed that also. Like people are trying to judge already. Like why did fourth get fourth? Yeah, it it's not anymore issue based, which I find really strange and a lot harder to judge. Yeah. How have you been dealing with those? Have you been using the issues you've spotted, or have you been trying to use up whips material and just like build on it? Um, so, the the way I appreciate those whip strategies is how do I do it? Oh my god, na deadlock then ba? So I guess the way I, the way I evaluate those kinds of styles is by trying to look for because normally I noticed how whips are generally goal-based or goal-oriented to trying to make their case really stand out. So I'm gonna look so what I'm gonna look for are the points that they're trying to bring up that become the, the, the points that they're trying to bring up that they want to become important. Right? So and then how and then obviously they would insert matter like how like yung mga, uh yung parang extended analysis uh, essential comp- uh, other comparisons. Like I would factor those things in, in in like how I deliberate in the compare and like making and making the compare compare, making compare compare. <laughs> Sorry, di ko talaga kaya hindi maging maging konyo. And making comparisons to other teams within the round. How can you? How can somebody practice being concise as a judge? Because another problem isn't just like it takes me more than fifteen minutes to prepare my adjudication. Sometimes it takes more than fifteen minutes to deliver the oral adjudications. Okay, so I am the worst person to ask this question <laughs> as a twenty-minute OA, fifteen-minute OA. Um. So, but then again, I do understand how that is a problem. <laughs> But really, I prioritize calming people down after the round because like they're getting a jit. So I really so if it 
F my O is gonna take long, but it's gonna calm them down because it's gonna be as extensive and comprehensive as what they wanted to be. I think that's an acceptable trade-off on my end, but not on the TD's end. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, the orca was like, uh, no. <laughs> but then I try my best. The, the the where I compromise is yung uh, the deliberation aspect. If I am alone in the room, because my method is. Really, to have active listen, active listening. Like I really tracked the arguments as soon as the speaker spoke it. That lessens my time to try to deliberate and and try like unearth, unearth the discussions during deliberations. But if I'm not alone, that's not okay. <laughs> then it's okay, but then like it takes long. But then I try my best to like really cut the discussion. If I'm panel. Bahala na yung chair. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but other stuff that I'm trying to do to make that 20 minutes into 10. <laughs> I try to limit. I, no, I try to limit the OA to the to the main discussion. Uh, because I normally notice like I really blabber within within my OAs because you know how a lot of teams saman are gonna say na parang oh we said this how come it didn't factor sa personal comments so they're gonna ask. Why did, did that fact? Why did you say that in your OA? So what I normally the compromise that I had was I include that in my OA even if it's gonna be long. So in in recent years that I noticed how my OAs become 20 minutes, I really um separate out the essential discussions to what can be placed in the in personal comments instead. So there's that. Uh, I think the repeat, repeat the record, the record, repeat your OAs also work. Because I normally notice how, whenever I repeat my OAs at home, I notice I notice how they can become repetitive and long. So I guess that is also another technique I do. Technique. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in terms of structure, uh, I think you and I have both witnessed that so many judges have different like structures when judging. The traditional one would be like third versus fourth, then second versus third. Then first versus second, others have more extensive ways, and others just sort of talk like it's a talk show. Um, they're they're explaining. So, what personal structure do you use when making your OA? Do you have one, or do you just go with the flow depending on the round? Um, I have a structure. It's Nina's structure. Oh no! <laughs> so, if you get fourth, why did you get? Why did you lose to third, to second, to first? And then, if you're third, why did you lose to second and first? And then, if you're first, why did you get it first over second? Whatever. So something like that. So compared to all, um, I normally start with general comments, then the decision, or normally depends on the mood of the round. Then, if pe- people are really like, if it's like a tense round, it's I I I give the decision first, or if if they need to calm down, pa, I normally give like general comments to just justify na. Oh, it's because it's like this, it's like that. You have to calm down, and then they give the decision. So, so it's more of it's. I really based on. I really based the arrangement based on the overall mood, the mood of the round, and then the 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 justification that I do the compare to all strategy. And that's and then, why we take twenty minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's what they want. It's what they. It's what satisfies majority of the room. So let's just go with it. Yeah, I, I'm also of that belief. I also agree that it's okay to sacrifice being concise if it means that you're more 
comprehensive. Yeah. Um. So this this last question we have for you. Um. We received in Curious Cat, and I don't have any experience regarding this matter. Um. Neither does Kyle, unless you do. Do you? What? <laughs> Maybe he does, but we'll deal with that later. The question we got in Curious Cat, and we felt like this deserved an answer. If you're judging and you're judging your debate crush, how can you make sure that they notice you? So, uh... Hi, hello, this is Nina from the future, editing this clip. If it wasn't obvious, this part, moving forward, it's just a big joke. It's not actual advice that we are giving you. We just ask this for fun. Okay, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the clip. It speaks from experience, but... Anyway, um, I think that my answers would be very outdated since... It's been long since I had the debate crush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that charot lang yung nabigyan ng time? No, grabe naman. Anyway, um, so the thing I love because with being a judge is that everyone will or should or must have an interaction with you. Because, diba, when it comes to personal comments, they have to go to you. When it comes to discussions, they have to go to you. They always have to ask you the question. And whenever they speak, they normally look at you. Because I don't normally look at debaters if I don't like them. Ay, grabe naman yun. Napaka-judgmental. Charat lang. So, I noticed how whenever he speaks wow talaga nerd anyway uh, I normally look at him a lot a lot grabe wait lang ang ang lande na expose ka expose expose ako grabe talaga actually actually I, I try I try not to interact much within the round kasi baka unfair yo charot lang um, so what I normally do is uh, you know how the you know how the yung exchange of speakers I normally make small talk there, or like even before the round starts, I make small talk there. Uh, but, uh, but then I normally ma- like focus majority of my interactions in personal comments. Uh, like I know you know how with like yung tarang na paka yung alitong yung napaka effort talaga ng comments mo ganon. As in, extensive. What you can argue, what can you not argue, what you did wrong, and uh, So, I don't know. Siguro hindi na na-notice kasi hindi naman niya ako nakakikita mag-give ng personal comments to other people. Oh, wow. But then, I don't really find that much as, a, as an effort since he's really good naman when it comes to, when it comes to debate, so... Oh my god, sino kaya to? Don't give details, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I guess the conclusion here is to impress your crush. Just be a really, really good judge, right? Yeah. Yes. But then, to be fair, majority of those tips, tips, are, are very dependent on physical rounds. Uh, si- since I haven't had a crush for online debates, nagpa-survey uh, ako sa UPD, sa org. We have Answer, a, well, audience participation. Yes, yes. So the answers that I normally get were really power dressing, <laughs> or, or like just being cute and pa-bebe during the round. I mean, how does that even work? But then, yeah, yes, yeah, same. So like, like I mean, like 
Kasi, I, I don't know kung paano yung power dressing. Kung paano siya nagpapakute. Baka siguro may video. I don't know. Maybe. You, turn um, on, you accidentally turn on your camera. Like, what? I, <laughs> I accidentally... I don't know how to turn my camera off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I accidentally wore like a suit today. <laughs> But then, uh, ang, 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 ang main advice, advice nila for online interactions is really focus on personal comments. So, baka doon ka pwede mag-video, ganun-ganun. May chat na kayo. True. Like, add me on Discord. I feel like it's easier to add people on Facebook during online tournaments, though. Yeah. Right? Because you have a reason to. Like, we need to message on Messenger. Yeah, cause I, I, well, to be fair, I also give personal comments on Messenger. So, na-add na din nila ako. So, fun yun. Pero hindi ko sila gusto. Sure. <laughs> Well, regardless if you have a crush or not, uh, maybe you'll use these tips again in the future or near future. So we wish you luck with that. So again, thank you so much for um, being here, answering our questions, um, even our surprise. Curious cat question about your lande. Um, thank you for exposing yourself. We are very grateful. <laughs> no, and, and seriously, um, thank you for helping us because we. I think you share my sentiment that The judge pool in the Philippines deserves more than it gets. And that should be it for this episode of Debatable, I think. We hope that these past couple of episodes were informative and have at least encouraged some of you to take up judging, not just because it helps you become a better debater or because a tournament needs you to judge, but because it's just something genuinely worth doing by itself as something that can help you become a better listener, a better judge of just logic, um, a better persuader, and those kinds of things. Again, huge, huge thank you to Gouda for chatting with us about judging and about life in general. We hope that he comes back on this show soon, so you can look forward to that, I guess. And for the rest of you in this community of nerds, now hopefully with more people taking up an interest in judging, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.